You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. This November 1st through 11th, the American Film Institute will present AFI Fest, the longest-running film festival in Los Angeles and one of the most influential film festivals in North America. With us today is John Wildman, Director of Press and Public Relations for the AFI Fest. John Wildman, welcome to Film School. Hi, nice to be here. Nice to have you with us. Also with us is Lane Needler, AFI Senior Programmer for the festival. Lane, welcome to you, too. Thank you. How are you both doing today? Excellent. It's good to hear that. Now, I'm going to ask Lane first, how did you come to work for the American Film Institute? I had worked for a number of other uh, film festivals for a few years. I'd worked for Sundance and the Cinevegas Film Festival. And uh, lucky for me, I was living in Los Angeles and unemployed at the time. And uh, (laughs) I knew these guys at AFI had kind of been helping out in an informal fashion with them. And they had created this new position here in their programming department. And I fit right in. So very happy to find a home here at AFI Fest. And and how about you, John? How did you uh, run into AFI? Well, I had been working in uh, personal public relations, uh, working with actors and actresses and, uh, and, and individual films for uh, about 10 years or so. And I had taken films to uh, you know, places like Sundance and, and what have you. And the director of operations, uh, Natalie McMenemy, was a, a friend of mine. And she asked me uh, last year if I could come by and do what I did for one film for 150 films. <laughs> And, and, and crazy enough, I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Seems simple enough. <laughs> 150, <laughs> what's the difference? Yeah. Well, excellent. Now, AFI Fest has quite a history here in Los Angeles. I believe it began, uh, you could trace it back to Filmex. Last year was actually our 20th anniversary for AFI Fest, and we did a bunch of research on our history and our past and found out exactly what we were talking about, this 35-year history that reaches back to the first great film festival in America, which was Filmex, which was, uh, you know, here in Los Angeles yes. and sort of a companion with uh, Z Channel, if you know the documentary recently about uh-huh. that, that great cable channel. I used to watch Z Channel, yeah. <laughs> so I know. Filmex is sort of a companion festival in a way to Z Channel, and, and people are very passionate about it and, yeah. and have, as you know, fond memories about it yes. as well. So it's great and very exciting to be a part of that history for AFI Fest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, long, a long storied history of the, you know, the two Garys who did Filmex and the amazing uh, films that premiered or were part of that through that 35-year history. It's a, it's a fantastic legacy to be part of. We've continued up to this day. Now, Lane, can you tell me what what your job entails as a senior programmer there? Are you responsible for every single night of our viewing? There are three people in our programming staff, and uh, so I'm not in charge of, you know, the whole operation myself. But basically what I do is all year long I get paid to watch movies, which is really hard to complain about. Wow, I want that job. (laughs) You know, I have to watch just hundreds and hundreds. We travel to a bunch of different festivals around the world. And then we have um, a few thousand films that are sitting in my office right now surrounding me. <laughs> so we're, we're pretty much watching these films, you know, writing coverage on them, passing them around the office, and whittling these 4,000 submissions and, and requested films down into the 150 that we've ended up with for our, for our festival this week. When you're watching these films, what's, at what point in time do you say, this one looks like a winner? Because I'm sure 4,000 films, they're, they're not all winners. 
Well, it's more like I'm hoping it doesn't betray me in the end. Uh, you know, I start off quite optimistic, and I just say, oh, please don't screw this one up. Please, <laughs> please, please be good. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's very hard to sustain that over 90 minutes and two hours, yes. that sort of joy of seeing something new and, and hearing a story you've never heard before or, or seeing a story being told in a way you've never seen before. Well, so. Now, Lane, are you the first line? Uh, are, or is it, does somebody screen it before you get it, or are you the first person? We have it? about 40 or 50 people, volunteers, who watch just dozens of movies every week for us as well. Okay. And that's our screening committees. They're really the first line, and then they pass it on to me and the other programmers. Excellent. We're talking with John Wildman, Lane Needler, both from the AFI Fest, which will start this Thursday night, November 1st. Can you Talk a little bit about Thursday night. What's on tap? Thursday night is our opening night gala. We've got a fantastic film to start it off with, which is Lions for Lambs, which is uh, Robert Redford's film, which also stars Robert Redford and Tom Cruise and Meryl Streep, along with uh, uh, Peter Berg, Michael Pena, and uh, Derek Luke. It's a political screed. It's similar to those great political films, uh, you know, of the 70s is the best way I would put it. You know, there's all the president's men, those kind of movies yeah. that, you know, they were smart. They put smart topics up for discussion and uh, let it play out in front of you and let you figure it out for yourself. And it's definitely much in that tradition. And it's a fantastic film to start off with. Wonderful. I was thinking of, uh, as you were describing, Three Days of the Condor, Missing, some of those yeah. political Absolutely. films. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And by the way, another Robert Redford enterprise was Three Days of the Condors. And he's a terrific uh, director. Oh, yeah. It's smart. It, it operates on, you know, several levels. It's one of those movies that's going to be fun to hear the post-movie discussion. I was uh, getting uh, my L.A. Times calendar section out, and there's a pull-out political films at AFI Fest. Did you intentionally uh, go after political films, or you just noticed that you had a good amount of them this time? Well, it's interesting. As we're kind of putting the program together, we notice these themes that emerge, and sometimes it'll pull us towards another film or, you know, make a make a decision a little bit easier for us. It's always fun when we see those sort of things emerge in filmmaking, not just from the U.S., from, from around the world. There's something going on out there that people are wanting to, you know, have these sort of serious public discussions about politics and about basic human rights and what's, right. what's going on with that right now. Right. You right. know, one thing I have to say that is amazing about Lane and uh, Rose Quo and, and Chaz Bennett, our programming team, is that, you know, every film festival you, you have the categories that you know that the films fall into and, and traditionally you know that that the, those year in and year out are the same categories and you know and and what is really speaks to you know, to to their integrity and this year is definitely uh, proof of that they go out and they find great films and frankly if they don't fit in the categories well then you know then different categories are made the categories match the films as opposed to trying to find films that they have to shoehorn into these categories right right and as I scan through the program guide here, it, it's just amazing. You have a, a lot of great-looking documentaries. We're a, we're a yeah. show that fo- focuses a lot on documentary filmmaking. There's just some amazing stuff out there. We do. We have a, some fabulous documentaries, including the world premiere of Welcome to the Terror Dome, the documentary right. about Public Enemy, probably the most influential rap group of all time. John Wildman has assured me that Flavor Flav and Chuck D are going to be there, right, John? Uh, and Professor Griff, yes. yes. Really? I, oh. I put my reputation on the line to say that those three guys are going to be here. This is wow. a public uh, invitation to uh, Chuck D. Please. Now, 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 will they be uh, speaking at all? I think so. The plans are always a little uh, yeah. in uh-huh. the air with, it, with these sort of things, but hopefully. That would be a great night. What night is that one, the Terror Dome? It is. That, that is, is on the 7th. Yeah. Yes. That's 7th. a Wednesday the 7th. Oh, yeah, yeah. As you know, one of the fantastic things about a film festival is that 
besides simply being able you know, to see these films, you get to see the, you know, the filmmakers talk about the films. You get to see the principals you know, talk about the films. You know, one, one of the great examples of that is we have uh, Arthur Dong's documentary, Hollywood Chinese, uh-huh. which we are thrilled to get. And after the film, we will have uh, Joan Chen, Justin Lin, Amy Tan, we'll have uh, uh, two wow. or three others talking about the film at length with the audience. Uh, and that's on uh, Wednesday, November 7th. That is on the, the 7th the as well. The Arclight is the primary venue for all this? Yes. Which, which is one of the beauties about AFI Fest is that it is pretty much a one-stop shop. Right, you know, yeah, it, right. As opposed to you know, many you know, film festivals where you have to drive all around the town and, and try to find these locations. If you go to the Arclight, everything is playing at the Arclight or at the Linwood Dunn, which is right next door to it. And the Filmmaker Village is right there. We build like a little mini city up right. on the very top of the rooftop of a garage there at the Arclight. Oh, right. and, and that, again, you know, your box office is there. You have, uh, you know, parties there. Every night other than those red carpets in front of uh, the Cinerama Dome, you have entrances there. So you constantly have, you know, filmmakers circulating around that village. What's so great about that is that you then have these unexpected meetings and people pairing up. Like, I'm not going to be surprised at all when I see David Lynch and Chuck D sitting down together and having a, uh, you know, a Stella at the bar. <laughs> well, there's reason great. enough to come right. Right, right there. there. And yeah. by the way, there is a documentary about David Lynch. Yeah. Yes. Sort of his creative process, I, it sounds like. It's about him and how he came to be this remarkable filmmaker and, and, and how imaginative he is. So he talks about himself as a movie maker in this one rather than about transcendental meditation. Yeah, yes. now, now, you have such a wide range of stuff here. I'm looking at one page. We have uh, Mr. Warmth. The Don Rickles Project. Yes. And then also uh, world premiere Noise with uh, Tim Robbins. Right. It's Henry Bean's next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Bean, uh, some of you might know, is the director of The Believer, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a big hit at Sundance. He's been working on this new film for a number of years, starring Tim Robbins, and it's about a man who kind of decides to go on a vigilante commission against noise in the city of New York, against uh, car alarms, against jackhammers, against what he, he sees as this sort of personal assault on his, on his well-being. It's a really interesting, uh, you know, une- unexpected, unusual film, and we're, we're super excited to have the, uh, the world premiere of the film yeah. at our festival. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with John Wildman and uh, Lane Needler. Lane is the uh, senior programmer for AFI Film Fest, and John Wildman is in charge of publicity. We're talking about feature films, but you have a, a, a really rich-looking uh, short uh, film program, which I, I don't want to lose uh, sight of. You have, it looks like, four or six different programs here. Yeah, uh, the, you know what? This year especially, there's some names in our shorts program that are just amazing. And some of our filmmakers, like Dana Adam Shapiro, who made the, the documentary Murder Ball, has got a short in our festival. Great. Uh, Lauren Greenfield, the documentary filmmaker who made Thin, has got a short in our festival. Kevin Jerome Everson, the filmmaker from Charlottesville, Virginia, who had a film uh, Cinnamon that was in Sundance a couple years ago. He's got a short film in our festival where... We're super amazed at the level of talent that we've managed to get into our short program this year. In our animated uh, program, we have Bill Plimpton and Don Hertzfeld. Mm -hmm. Right. It's an undervalued part of the cinematic experience, but short films give give filmmakers a real opportunity to really push the envelope in terms of uh, storytelling. Absolutely. And and that's really... We have been fortunate enough to have interviewed a couple of short film directors that uh, are just... They've done some great work, so I want to Well, one of my favorite films, uh, Guy Madden's... 
the heart of the world yeah. short film yeah one i think it won at the toronto film festival yeah. over everything so it's it's worth taking those in on a personal note i, I see something here called the aerial or a la antenna yes that looks very intriguing to me can you tell me a little bit about it sure the aerial the aerial is a great example of sort of in general in our programming we wanted to push things a little further this year. We want to get a little more experimental. So in our Latin section, we have this film, uh, The Ariel from Argentina. It's a black and white silent film. The subtitles for the film um, dance across the screen in a very active way. Like if somebody's <laughs> whispering, the, the words might trickle out of their mouth and, 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 and float into the snow. Or if someone's yelling, it'll come barreling out, you know. Wow. So it's uh, oh, it's, I'm it's, a, to that. it's yeah. a visually very strong film, and the story is just is even more out there and creative than the visuals. It's about Mr. TV who's trying to take over the world. It's quite a quite a wild ride. I, I highly recommend if if anyone goes see the Aerial, you will not be disappointed by this one. Some of our listeners want to go see yes. this. Uh, what's the best way for them to to get tickets and to line this up? The two best ways would be to call one eight six AFI Fest or okay. to hop on AFIFest.com. dot com. And those those two places are lead you directly into our box office All where. Right. Our operators are standing standing by, right. and you know, or or of course, you can just come right up to the village, and you know, if you're a hands-on person, just come right up to the box office yourself. Yeah, okay. and by the way, the ArcLight is is a really nice theater. It's a great location. I want also to also point out that there's a couple of tributes uh, during the course of the uh, yes. uh, tribute to Catherine Deneuve, also a tribute to Laura Linney. Laura Linney's tribute is on the 9th, okay. and Sorry then Catherine that. Deneuve follows the next night on the, the 10th. 10th. Terrific actresses, and Laura Linney has really done some remarkable work. I, I go back to a film, uh, You Can Count on Me, is one of the best yeah. jobs I've seen an actress do in quite some time. I think she's terrific in that. She's okay. absolutely terrific in that, and we're going to be screening uh, this film, The Savages, which she co-stars with Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, after the tribute that same evening. Yeah. So. Uh, good. I highly recommend you see that one. She's absolutely stellar in that. I'll bet she is. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you know, also the um, you know one of the new things that we have uh, going on this year is this is one of the first years that we've done uh, panels, so to speak. Mm-hmm. One is called uh, talk show panels, uh, and the other is our Audi Pavilion salons. And uh, in both cases, one of the things that we're doing is rather than have a simple format of, say, directors talking about directing or writers talking about writing, uh, we've actually uh, come up with some provocative topics, some great collections of filmmakers to talk about them. For example, we have uh, a panel from Charlie Chan to Pancho Villa, Movie Stereotypes in American Popular Culture. Right. And we have uh, Arthur Dong, who I mentioned from Hollywood Chinese, he will be participating, uh, as well as the actor Hector Elizondo, Stephanie Ellen, the uh, producer of Hustle and Flow. We have another one uh, from auteurs to uh, collaborators uh, is Great Filmmaking, The Path of One or Many. And in that one, we have John Landis and Adam Rifkin, along with Paprika Steen, um, who has a film, uh, with your permission, in our festival, and also is you know, famous from uh, you know, Dogma. Mm-hmm. They are going to be uh, you know, participating in that panel. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Whose Reality Is This? which is basically a, a conversation with Werner Herzog. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, right there. That alone is worth the price of admission. Exactly. Get, and if you know that, that uh, price of admission is free. Oh, yeah. is that wow. right? Oh, I didn't realize that. But I'm just saying he that's, is That's a good question for Werner, too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> he will go on and on. I, I still go back to Julian Donkey Boy and his, his role in that film. And I just <laughs> was just amazing. I know I'm not supposed to ask this question, but do you have a favorite film that's being uh, shown here? 
Oh boy, that's tough. You yeah, know, they're yeah. all they're they're all our babies. Oh come on, <laughs> they're, like, they're like your children. You what love what them. would you recommend me going to see? Uh, Tracy and For, Fra- Tracy fragments. What's that? Yeah, What's Tracy it? and fragments sounds wonderful to me. What I've seen of it looks uh, yeah. just visually stunning. I, Tracy fragments speaks to what Lane was talking about earlier with the, the the experimental nature of films. You know, and and that is a fantastic example of that. Lane, I'll, I'll let you uh, talk. Well, about. it's starring uh, Ellen Page, who I'm a big fan of. She's always wonderful, and she's very very uh, strong in this film. It's a very sort of simple story on the surface. It's just about a, an alienated teenage girl, but the director, Bruce McDonald, is a Canadian filmmaker who's known for employing these um, very sophisticated um, formal techniques. He is constantly dividing the screen up into two sections or four sections or sometimes 16 sections. You're seeing a scene from different points of view. At times, you see it from different points in time. So you can see the beginning of a conversation while you're watching the end of it. And he uses these tricks and really kind of draws out the human frailty, the the unique situation of being a teenage girl in America in 2007. And Ellen Page just carries so much of the film on her shoulders. She's fantastic. So yeah. and that's the U.S. premiere on Tuesday, yeah. November 6th? Yep, at absolutely. 6.45. Absolutely. And then the next night also playing, or the next uh, afternoon playing at 2 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. We also have uh, we have Ramin Barani, who uh, you remember from Man Push Cart, right. a fantastic film. His next film, Chop Shop, another U.S. premiere, which is an amazing uh, uh, film about a little boy and uh, and his sister who are uh, who are you know struggling to uh, you know to better their lives in that uh, that that Chop Shop alleyway district uh, in, in in New York. And uh, and the other amazing thing about it is that the entire cast is comprised of non-professional actors, uh-huh. and it's just it's just a naturalistic, just amazing, amazing film. You know, one more thing I should mention. I think your audience would really be interested in. We're doing a double feature of Wayne Wang's new films. Wayne Wang, the independent filmmaker who I'm sure a lot of you know from Smoke and Chan is Missing, actually made two new films this year. So we're showing them both together. You buy one ticket, you get to go see both films, and he'll be there. And 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 he wants the films to be shown together as one piece, so it'll be interesting to kind of hear his his process about what one film is informing the other and why he wanted to do that and break it up like that. Which is brings me to something I did want to uh, talk a little bit about, and that is you work with these remarkable filmmakers. I mean, you're bringing their films, and I'm sure there is some input if they're going to be there to talk about it. What is that like to get an opportunity to, to meet and talk with and work with Dozens of remarkable filmmakers, people with artistic vision that uh, is uh, hard. Are they for, cranky? Or, no, I mean, <laughs> isn't it what what a what an amazing experience? And yeah. I'm sure on many levels, what an amazing experience it must be to to have an opportunity. You know, to, I, I have to tell you, you know, one of, one of the highlights this year already is a phone conversation I had with Malcolm McDowell. Oh. We have uh, we have a, a, a film uh, never apologize a personal visit with Lindsay Anderson of course the, you know the yes. director famous for it yes. and oh lucky man yeah. the film is uh, a, a filmed a performance of of Malcolm McDowell's um, remembrances of his long career and, and and Lindsay Anderson's you know more or less his mentorship of Malcolm McDowell and which is just a fantastic amazing amazing film and uh, and being able to talk with Malcolm about it because he is so passionate about this yeah. and and he's going to be here yeah. and and you know and you can tell he's just bursting to tell these stories and tell more stories and not just of it, both him and Lindsay Anderson but but him with John Gilgood and and uh, and and Alan Bates and yeah. people like that which he does uh, amazing amazing 
mimicry of all these people as well. Oh, that's wow. terrific. Yeah, yeah, I always like the mimicry parts. Those are from my best, my favorite moments in a, in a story. Is yeah, when, is when, when someone hits the, somebody the target. Really, somebody yeah. really nails it. And that's the North American premiere on Friday, November 2nd. That's this Friday Yeah, at that 7. is a can't miss. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And well, then it's also on Saturday at 1245. Could, we could spend another half hour talking about the films we want to see, but yep. we're going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> I want to thank you very much, uh, Lane Needler and John Wildman, both of the AFI Film Festival. It is coming up starting November 1st. That's this Thursday with the premiere of Lions for Lambs. And then after that, you've got uh, nine or ten days. Am I getting right? Ten days of remarkable, ten days. remarkable filmmaking. And uh, so check that out. Thank you so much for being here on Film School. Thank, thank you guys for having us. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.